So I want to know, what world do you live in? I was actually asked this one day. What world do you live in, Mr. 20? And I promptly explained, you know, there's the world. And then there's your world. The world seems to be made up of facts. Neville Goddard talked about that. Facts overflow the world. And you've got a choice. You can choose the facts or you can choose the truth. And it's the truth about you that sets you free. There's the world based on the facts of the world. In other words, history. And in history, there is no room for history. You notice most people make their past bigger than their present and their future. I'm fascinated by that, especially older people. But it seems like younger people are doing it too. They're basing what they believe is possible in the future, what they can accept right now, on what they've done and what's happened before in the world. What if the past wasn't bigger than your present and future? Just a thought. But there's the world and there's your world, otherwise known as my world. See, my world is all about me. And that's not egocentric. I love that concept, ego. And I love that concept, subconscious, because people get so lost in, in, in subconscious, ego-based concepts that it's like, right, yeah, I just ask, what do you want? Where do you want a difference to be in your life? And who would you be? I don't want answers for this. I want exploration. Who do you want to be in the world? Ready? I'll, I'll say this one again. Happy loving teacher, happy loving puppy dad. What's the other one? Where's Victoria? She could remind me if she was here. Oh yeah, happy loving husband. See, those are my core identity states. And those core identity states give life to things like activities that I like to do. Happy loving teacher, right, teaches, makes podcasts, writes things, replies to comments. And I imagine stuff like but you've got to get this in the right order. You've got to let it be about you. Most people make it about something in the world that they want to change, especially if it's a special person. And they say they don't have free will. <laughs> yeah, things don't have free will, do they? People do. Neville Goddard said you get to choose. Right? You get to choose the state that you live in, that you live from, that you give life to. And the states that you give in to, give to you. That's what your world is made of. So when people say, what world do you live in, Mr. 20? I says, yeah, here's the world I live in. I was beat to death at 23. I was born three months early. I moved around the world pretty much penniless. I've done something that makes a massive difference. I've got a life where every day I do what I love and I make great money. And I help other people to do the same. See, that's an important part to me. It's called service. Meanwhile, there's the world of facts that people can argue about forever. <laughs> God, spin doctors, right? You can do anything with facts. You can prove or disprove anything. The thing is, Neville says, prove to yourself that you are 
Prove to yourself that your awareness of being is God by changing how you are aware of anything being in your life. So years ago, I was trying to teach myself karate. This is before I found Rick, before I found Bob, his instructor, and before I found Master Nick. But I was trying to teach myself because I couldn't find anyone. In other words, I probably wasn't looking that hard. And, uh, you know, things happen along the way. I actually found people worth listening to and learning from. And it's funny, I look back at, like, my first lessons with Rick. He was my first Kempo instructor. And the first thing he did was he taught me a few things, but he helped me stop making a lot of mistakes. Mistakes I didn't know I was making. Could be, I mean, like, they included... You know, tiny little adjustments to my fist, tiny little adjustments to my wrist, tiny little adjustments to my elbows, tiny little adjustments to my shoulders. Tiny seeming little adjustments. By the time I got onto Bob, yeah, Bob took me way up there. See, Rick was a first degree black belt, Bob was a third, should have been a fifth. Eventually I wore Bob out and I went to Nick, his instructor, Master Nick. But I gotta tell you, Neville Goddard talks about the hungers. Your hungers, your desires are divine in origin. My biggest hunger, still, to this day, is to learn and serve. Learning is behavior change. Serving is forward giving. Every time I cook a meal, I learn. And it's a pleasure to serve. God, I made the lovely fish dish yesterday in a way that we've never made it before. Just tiny little adjustments. Just, oh, God, and it was delicious. Victoria added pear to the salad. Never thought of that. I got these lovely organic pears at the market last Sunday. Today's Sunday, the 22nd of August, 6.30 a.m., so I'll be buying some more pears. She said, get two pears. I'll probably get four. I'll get two pairs of pears just for fun. Meanwhile, if you're getting gold from the podcast, my invitation for you is to dive deeper at nevillegoddardstore.com because these are the tiny little ramblings, whatever's on my mind. Imagine if you're getting gold here, what you get from the products for the courses. Statestacking.com. That's the biggie on identity-based manifesting. That has a long... Well, anyway, that has most of my life inside of it. If you have when I look at it that way. Who am I determines my world. Who am I being? How am I seeing? So it's one thing to go, yeah, that's how you throw a corkscrew punch. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to get corrections so you can throw it effectively. So this will be the, stat, the crass commercial for statestacking.com. <laughs> Have a lovely day. I imagine you living your day your way, giving life to your world that blesses and benefits you, your family. Think about this. Actually nailing this, how many ways would it bless you, your family, your neighborhood, the people that you enjoy spending time with? How many ways would it change your life? That's what I started looking at. Anyway, 
Let's imagine up something lovely. Let's imagine me reading your emails as we go into the silence. So years ago, I decided to go to the woods. I had PTSD. I was tired of society. I was tired of people. And I had this brilliant idea. Go to the woods. Go to the woods. Live like your Native American ancestors did. And so I went to the woods. And I realized really quick I didn't have the skill sets that I needed so I started studying with a fella. He taught me the Native American wisdom. He taught me the Native American ways. And this is why I always say, and I hope you can hear the birds, part of the Native American philosophy was the little birds tell you everything. And they do. They tell me everything about everyone, about the cats, the dogs, people, <laughs> what's going on in nature, what the weather's going to be all the time. And the most profound teaching that I was given was this. The songbird sings its song of thanksgiving before the sun comes up. Be thankful. Sing your song of thanksgiving before the sun rises in your sky. Have a great day. See ya.